Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. So hi, welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today we are with Maria Nascos. She is the national trainer for DB Milano, which is a huge and growing skincare company. Um, Hello, Maria. Hello, thanks for having me. Hi. So basically what we'll start off with first is how you got into this industry. So how, where you started from, your whole growth story. So tell me about that. Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I wasn't meant to be on this path. I actually, I come from a Greek family, which is very traditional. So it's all about, you know, to be successful, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or something along those lines. So I fell into this industry later in life, which actually I'm finding a lot of people are. Yeah, We've got lots of accountants, lots of nurses, doctors, people who are going into the beauty industry yeah. and they're loving it and they're yeah. thriving. Um, I was a bit like that. So I got the good grades, I don't know how, because I was kicked out of every class for talking. <laughs> got the grades, I went to university, and then I was faced with, okay, I'm gonna go and get this amazing shiny job with this diploma, but everything was experience. You need experience, and to get experience, you need to work for free. Mm. I'd already done four years at university. I was renting accommodation. It just wasn't an option for me to call up my mum and say, you know, can you pay my bills? It just wasn't gonna happen. (laughs) So I just got a job as a receptionist in a skin clinic. And that's when everything changed. I didn't know anything. I struggled with my own skin. And there were these clients coming in because it was a celebrity skin clinic. It was very high end. It was very busy. So I had to learn and learn quick. So I read every bottle. I was really getting involved in, like, how does it work? I was speaking to all of the therapists. How does this all work? What is this? And very quickly, I was top seller. I was really enjoying it and uh, my skin was getting better and I felt better and I was meeting all these different people so I knew this is the industry I wanted to be in but I had no qualifications Hmm. so I needed to get these qualifications and that's where we've kind of come full circle today with you guys because Mm -hmm. I did my research online and I stumbled across many training academies but only one stood out yeah. And that was skin philosophy training. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it, really. That was the start for me. And the fact that um, skin philosophy training was able to offer me a course that took me literally from nothing through to MVQ level two, level three, level four, advanced skin science to become the beginner to be an aesthetic practitioner uh, whilst I was still able to work full time. Yeah. It's something that made a huge difference to me. Yeah, it is. It's it's that merging or um, finding like how to make it. That's what we keep coming across on the podcast is everyone's own pathway of making it work for them because yeah. they all have their own struggles. Exactly. Like, how do I manage financially or with children or by myself or, you know, and then getting into all of this. Um, but yeah, it's it is it's it's a really interesting kind of way of getting into it because you already had the background, you saw the clients, you know, you yeah. you had that you were in that environment already, so it just probably solidified a lot. You were like, okay, 
now it's starting to sync up. Yeah. And yeah. I could see a, a path, like how I could step up. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't go from a manager to a practitioner, but I was doing the payroll. Yeah. So I was able to see that actually, although I was quite young at the time, so my wage was probably lower, but I was able to see that even though the practitioner was earning less than me, she was making more money ultimately through her commissions if she yeah. hit her target. So I could see, oh, actually, I could work on There's both. progression, yeah. 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 So how long did you work at this clinic for then? Did you start working with these clients or did this now open up like a new path of vision of where you wanted to go with all of this yeah I wish I could say it happened overnight it didn't I was <laughs> I was in that clinic for three years as front of house manager and then managing um so there was a South Kensington branch there was a Chelsea branch and there was a Notting Hill branch so I was overlooking these three sites but I wasn't treating for in in all of that time at all mm -hmm. and then I went and it took what a year and a half to do uh, the beginner course to become an aesthetic practitioner. So I put in a lot of work. It didn't just happen. Yeah, yeah whilst you were still working full time and whilst then doing the course. And yeah. Then, yeah, no. No social life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a social life in this industry. You just chat all the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> By the time that we go home, that's it. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. we've, we've talked about this. Yeah. When myself and Jessica goes out, she sits quietly in the corner and won't spoke, speak to anyone because she's just spoken yeah. all day. Yeah. I say that to my partner. I'm like, just just give me a little yeah. quiet time yeah. when I get home because you're so. You're yeah. doing so much. You're talking to so many different people you're being professional but also personable and blah all yeah. these things <laughs> yeah and so then you started working in the clinic and you started doing treatments and stuff like that so tell me some of the situations like that were good that were bad you know you started treating clients you know what was your favorite things about it what did you mm. love about it how did it make you oh my gosh it's so different yeah. every client is different yeah. every client has a different background a different story you know you really build valuable relationships you could be crying doing one person's facial <laughs> with them whilst they're crying <laughs> or laughing with the next or dead quiet because they just want to enjoy the pamper so you have to almost be like a social chameleon read the situation mm. I love that I was always taken to the next stage with everyone that I met it's like okay right I'm bettering their skin but also I'm a therapist mm. you know yeah. like a psychologist therapist mm. yeah. um, you know when to keep quiet I think for me also it was being in a busy clinic environment learning of the challenges you know how to do everything, not just do treatments, but um, how to sell without selling, how to give value to a product, because especially if we're dealing with brands that are a little bit more expensive than your high street products or a lot more expensive, mm. you know, how do you give value to that product? So when your customer is saying to you, actually, this cost me £12, why am I going to spend £120? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I can get this hyaluronic acid for £12 online, mm. giving that yeah. value. Um, have you so do you it, from your kind of marketing and sales background um, and being able to achieve um, what you've done what would you say would you have any tips to anyone that's listening to this right now in terms of how they can um, sell basically <laughs> up their revenue <laughs> like how uh, you would sell a product that is £12 to then £120 yeah I think knowing the industry and knowing what's around the more you know the better mm. so you know learning about your competitors and the the cheap products that are out there and why yours is better yeah. is good um I think as well it's more to do with educating the client yeah. on 
the whole package and i think even sometimes it's the way that you it's the way that it's being said oh so, yeah so like adapting to people's personality yeah yeah, yeah. But, like i find that if you turned around to someone and said buy this cream it's going to be great for anti-aging and blah 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 blah. sometimes that can sound a bit salesy yeah. whereas if you're doing a consultation and you're saying like right we need to get active ingredients to stimulate collagen elastin skin cell renewal educating them that whatever they you've already sold to them without yeah. even having to say what you're exactly. what they need yeah um yeah. So. clinically proven you know these aren't just picked out of a hat you know yeah. high street products aren't allowed to change the skin a lot of people don't know that they mm. think it's exactly the same yeah. so talking to your clients about why these formulations do that why your high street can be used on a baby but your clinical cosmeceutical skincare can't but yeah. this is funny so this actually is a really good way to get into this because i have people that will go okay um cosmetic is over the counter and it can't change your skin and like anybody who's in the industry should be aware of that cosmeceutical or medical grade is a separate entity Mm -hmm. but so many people are like medical grade doesn't exist really and cosmeceutical doesn't exist actually the fda recognizes cosmeceutical but it won't approve it and won't give it its own classification because if it does it'll wipe out the cosmetic market because why would you spend 10 pounds when you get something that works for 30 pounds which will actually make a difference because 10 pounds constantly going out or you think it's like cheap it's not cheap when it's not doing anything and like it really really bugs me yes there is no you know grade we can say that's between okay there's definitely pharmaceutical which we know is Mm -hmm. from a doctor's that they have to prescribe like extra strong retinols that kind of stuff but there is a difference between cosmetic and what we sell in clinic and prescribe to clients Mm. and the FDA won't approve of it and won't put in classification only to protect themselves and like okay fine if you want to say yours is the same as inky list or the ordinary that's up to you but like I know what I'm selling is is proper stuff Mm. yeah and you'll get the results. You won't get the results. I always yeah. say this, and I say to uh, the people that I'm educating, you know, if someone is using something and they love it, you don't want to change their opinion of that product. But just ask them a simple question. Is it working? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Can you see a difference? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they will say no. Yeah. Mm. So are you willing to try something that might make a difference? Give yeah. it a month, ideally three, but yeah. give it a month and let us know. Come back to yeah. me. Let's do yeah. a review. Let's yeah. reanalyze your skin. Let's yeah. go through that whole process. And they will always see a result. Yeah. And it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. have 15 £10 products in your cabinet that do nothing, or you can have one good product at, you know, maybe 60, 70, 100 pounds that will completely change your skin yeah i saw like there was a, an influencer on one of our pages the other day and um she was basically she was like oh you know i'm using this at the moment i'm loving it um but my skin is uh, she actually didn't even put in but in the same sentence she said my skin is 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 really breaking out at the moment and i was like how can you <laughs> there's not even the button there it was like and my skin is breaking out and your skin is breaking out yeah, while you yeah. tell me your skincare is great I was yeah. like have a look at it like just just think about it mm. just try and like process that but it mm. is actually it, it is a huge part of it is is, is having that education and what your ingredients are mm. what your products are and looking at it yeah, yeah. I think it is as well um, understanding the client of the approach that you come how you educate them like I find that when you are when you are with your client you do you like you said you almost have to be a 
kind of a psychologist above yeah. us on that level but you do have to read that person and I find that some people as well they don't like being salty no. like I find especially people that are potentially from backgrounds where they are that they potentially even have to sell themselves and stuff is that they come in they're just like yep my skin's absolutely fine yep I just want the facial yep I just want this but again it's your approach to it is that instead of um, like you'll do a consultation but then during the skin analysis or like during the facial it's just little things that it's just Mm -hmm. like you know what you're talking about I understand your skin and this is what it needs and building up that relationship Mm. the market's so saturated there's so many people selling the best product in the world the best machines (laughs) in the world they've got the best service so being able to actually give confidence in your client I've seen it in clinics before where you know it's all about sell 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 and then you don't care about the end results whereas a good a practitioner, a good clinic, a good they won't sell. They'll actually say, mm, I don't think you need yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. But let's try this. Mm. These are your main concerns. These are your goals. Let's work on these mm. instead of deviating. And the customer will see that and respect that rather than going, this person is just trying to sell me the world and I don't see through, you know, I can see straight through it. Yeah. 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 And we've skipped a few uh, bits ahead because we've, um, that actually is, it is a part of what you're doing at the moment. So at the moment, so you went to clinic mm-hmm. and you did a few, you worked in a few different places and then you went to work for a skincare company. Yeah. And so you're working for DB Milano at the moment yes. and you're a national educator. So basically you're going around to all the clinics, teaching them about how much you love it, how great it is and all of that. So tell us about that. Right, okay. So um so I guess it's just an evolution of career. It shows that things how things have changed. So uh DB Milano is a brand that's been going for fifty years. So mm. we're a huge cosmeceutical brand and we also make medical devices, but we never launched in the UK. So we're huge in countries like Italy, uh Canada, Australia. We've got a really big footprint in those kind of countries, but we never launched in the UK. We launched in the UK about a year and a half ago and we cannot keep up, (laughs) Um, which is great. Um, And I think it's because our ethos is quite different to most cosmeceuticals or leading cosmeceuticals on the market. We do believe in cosmeceuticals and changing the skin, so it's all about the active ingredients. But we don't really want to create as much peeling and downtime. So with that approach, we really focus on probiotics. Oh, nice. Which, Very nice. Mm, the other thing about probiotics is, yeah, it's really good for your skin. Yeah. It helps the bacteria or the good bacteria on your skin to thrive, to balance out the equilibrium of the skin. But actually, they're like natural preservatives as well. Yeah. So less of the bad stuff, yeah. more of the active and more probiotics. Yeah. And then the added benefit is that with these ingredients, they tend to smell nice and feel nice yeah. and be nicer yeah. on the skin. So your client doesn't have the downtime. So they go really well. They mesh well yeah. with other brands, but they're still incredibly active. You still yeah. get the same results. You still got the same percentages, yeah. but less of the downtime. Yeah. And your client won't be tempted by all those you know, mm-hmm. brands on the market. Pretty They're ones. in the <laughs> department stores that they spend so much more for yeah. um, because they're still getting that nice experience when they're using their product. They're not... I remember I was using a retinol and my partner would lean in to kiss me at night and he'd be like, oh, you stink. Uh, yeah, the smell of... It's kind of addictive, though. Yeah. I actually love <laughs> retinol. We love it. Like acrylic nails. Yeah. You know, when you worked in there, you're like, good old nails. Yeah, so, you know, they get that whole experience. So DB is... Um, uh, we've we've been rushed off our feet and I'm a national educator for the brand and we've now got multiple venues that we train aclo- across the UK. So 
so I have my own base, but I still go into clinic. So it's, yeah. it's a nice, nice solution. Cool. And so the one question, because I always say, like, you know, asking with the therapists when they're qualifying is when you're researching for skincare two of the biggest things is how much training they'll give you Mm -hmm. and also the minimum quantity order because that's where it's it's like you know i know with a certain skincare brand what i like but i don't want to buy five of Mm -hmm. each of the retail products just to set up my clinic or spa so what do db do Okay, so this is an interesting question. We don't have a minimum order. Good. But that doesn't mean to say that we're not picky with who we go with. So we really believe that education is key and paramount. That's why our education is free. Yeah. But in order to use DB, you have to attend a three-day course. Yeah. Three consecutive days from nine till five. And a lot of people don't want to give up that clinic time, but they don't realize that actually giving up that clinic time will come back to them tenfold yep. in terms of their revenue and their knowledge. Yeah. This course has a value of X amount. You know, it's invaluable to them yeah. to come onto the course because we don't just train them about DB. Yeah. We train them about devices, technology, microdermabrasion, radio frequency, chemical peeling. We have 12 lines. Uh, you know, most brands have one line with yeah. maybe like 24 SKUs or something like that. We have 12 different lines for such a range of different skin types and yeah. concerns and conditions. Yeah. So it's really in-depth. So it's a brand new qualification, if you if you like, and it's CPD accredited. I put blood, sweat and tears into getting it CPD <laughs> accredited. So it's really a good qualification yeah. to have anyway in your clinic or but it's the knowledge as well and it's the support because that's it's about the ethos of the brand you're getting into Mm -hmm. if they don't have good ethos about making sure that you're knowledgeable then you really have to think twice about them because really what do they care about selling you a product or actually making sure you know what you're talking about and it is really important picking it and i do think that like of course you know, you want to have a certain amount of products, you're going to have to do a treatment. But going in and going, oh, you're well, minimum order is going to be two and a half grand. Come yeah. on, like. Put, it puts you off as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's yeah. difficult. And also, you've got that two and a half grand order that's come through your doors and it's sitting on the shelves and gathering dust. What yeah. are you going to do with that? Most people that do a £2,000 order won't use all of it. Yeah. And it will end yeah. up yeah. selling out and yeah. stuff like that. And also, the thing is, is that I think it is important that... It, in education in skincare lines that they are in a way educated in how to sell it like not just about the skincare mm. but about the skin how it interacts with the skin and how to educate educate clients on getting yeah. onto it um that's one of a, a another key thing that we incorporate into our training as part of the three-day training we do an exam which yeah. is quite intense for people mm. you know to do an exam but most people come out with 95 plus percent because the knowledge is it's really interactive yeah. and they learn it but also from the course they then know that they can come to us for anything so if a clinic is a db stockist and they really want to brush up their skills on rosacea yeah. pigmentation even if it's not related to our products we will offer them a course yeah. on what is pigmentation what is aging how do we age what is rosacea and then what products they can apply to that yeah if they have a machine that they haven't bought from us i'm not going to go i'm sorry i can't help you yeah i'll go right okay this is how you can apply it with these products this is what is you know legal because you have to make sure you're not doing microneedling with any old serum that hasn't (laughs) got the right stamp for it um so we always are very um it's a business relationship that lasts yeah forever Mm. you know it's not just a 
here you are, have some products, buy. We mm. have to work together. So even our sales team, they're very engaging. They speak to the accounts all the time. We've got millions of WhatsApp groups and yeah. Instagram messages and emails mm. on the go at, at any given point, asking yeah. questions and yeah. always furthering. So yeah. another big course that we do is... Um, advanced skin consultations, you know, how to have the perfect consultation, how mm. to carry out a skin analysis. Because some students are brand new, they've never even touched anyone's face. Other people have been in the industry 20 years and they're very set in their ways. So how do you analyze someone's skin? Yeah, or even putting aside the time to do it because like, I've always said that consultation should be separate on a separate day, mm. 100%. And like you have those people that are in the industry years and they're just like, oh, yeah, there's nothing on your medical history. That's fine. That's fine. And then something pops up later that goes on. Oh, that's what's contributing mm. to this skin condition. And why didn't you do a proper yeah. skin consultation and sit down and do a proper treatment plan with them and everything like that? It's so important because then the client trusts you. They're not, yeah. they know you're not just coming in for a treatment and then going again. It's like, mm. I'm looking after you. Yeah, you've taught me that. Yeah. You know, we used to, we, a one hour consultation and oh, even 100%. the clients would be like, oh my God, okay, one yeah. hour consultation, can I have the treatment on the same yeah. day? Well, no, because this yeah. is a medical yeah. grade treatment or it's an advanced <laughs> beauty treatment. We need to assess your skin and go through it in detail, but you mm. get so much more from that client yeah. by yeah. getting all that information yeah. exactly it's amazing how quick that hour consultation yeah. can go and um, what you find out about the client like you said putting a treatment plan in place in terms of everything in terms of results in terms of education in terms of I even in, like in terms of like revenue yeah. your biggest revenue comes from consultations you find out everything building up the trust it is so important to be doing that and yeah. I think what's really nice that you were saying about your training and skincare is the amount of times when I've gone to places that and purchase either skincare or devices or whatever and it is just literally as soon as they've sold to you that's it they disappear the face of the earth mm. and it's just like and it's nice that they they get that ongoing support it's so like taking two steps forward three steps back because yeah. you know that's your bread and butter essentially yeah. is the yeah. people who are consistently buying and if mm. they they haven't got support they're not going to be able to sell the product and yeah. it just mm. it's an ongoing string of events and so with like with so you're dealing with a lot of people that are coming through your door that have clinics and yeah. stuff like that what do you find that how are they finding after the pandemic what are you finding after the problems you know like what are their issues at the moment mm. what are the good things that are happening I think everyone loves it and they have a passion for it and yeah. that's what stood the test of time despite the pandemic yeah but the pandemic has changed a lot it's changed yeah. how people operate how they work yeah uh, staff all of these kind of things yeah. but also it's very competitive there's yeah. so many people and the main issue I see is footfall getting people through the door yeah. getting your name out there and with things like Instagram where you're having to evolve yeah. To do something you've never done before, yeah. and like rather oh, than Google so hard. Ads, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a full time job. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, yes. <laughs> and now TikTok. Yeah. We have to be on TikTok. No, yeah, oh, I can't. I'm sorry. I draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard. Yeah, no. It is hard. But the pandemic did change people yeah. going in. Yeah. But then it evolved skincare yeah. because I didn't realize, and like 20 years I'm in the industry, I didn't realize that not everyone was buying skincare. Yeah, I yeah. was like, of course everyone's buying skincare. <laughs> and then like it grew something like 22%, the, the yeah. revenue of skincare. And I was like, what do you mean people are suddenly buying skincare? Yeah. Like it really pushed out that way. But then in the other way, it retracted on the treatments of people coming in and the awareness of it. So it, it did make it harder that way. 
It does, but then I also think that it maybe is that a bit smarter for us yeah. because you make yeah. more money from your products, yeah. but mm. as long as they're coming in yeah. to have treatments and using good, consistent skincare, mm. they will get good results. Yeah. yeah. As long as they're they're topping up and and making sure they're building up that energy in the skin with the skincare, so maybe it isn't such mm. a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I think the pandemic was a really good thing for the skincare industry mm. on that people were because obviously people were starting to want to either look after yeah. themselves more or obviously just being at home not wearing makeup looking in the mirror and stuff like that people yeah. were really kind of getting on top of their skincare um but i think it's now there is a lot of pit, the good i find that the pandemic has made everyone go into like their own fields of work so yeah. like you've got like your your skin specialist you've got your like injectables yeah. you got yeah. your massage you got your um but people are becoming very good yeah. skin specialists like. we see that i actually i saw that coming years yeah. ago i saw that coming that divide of the breakup into groups yeah and it's great because it really like it accentuates someone who specializes in mm -hmm, something yeah. i'm not jack of all trades i'm really am um, i've studied just about this aesthetics yeah. and i'm really good at it and it is really good that way mm. and i think we're getting a little bit more recognition in the industry yes. you know before mm. it was like oh she's just a beautician yeah. mm. whereas there's so much science involved you really yeah. have to know your stuff you really have to be on the on the yeah. ball mm. and it's not just about looking pretty yeah. and having you know a good skin it's actually it's health your yeah. skin yeah. is your largest organ yeah. you know yeah. you have to why do you exercise why do you eat good food if your skin's gonna you know it all goes hand in hand so I think people are realizing since the pandemic I don't need to wear makeup as much and yeah. I can feel good about myself mm. with just my skin mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's skin. also promoting that whole um people are coming out of just trying to promote being themselves being mm. you all, yeah. all the flaws the good the bad the yeah. ugly yeah. and but the but the skincare industry is also trying to push that it's not about trying to be all kind of like glamorous and everything it's just trying yeah. to everyone building building self-confidence yeah. i think yeah um yeah. i do but wish though there was a little bit more education in the mainstream media about going to see a specialist though because mm -hmm. you know listening to a blogger or someone who's going to tell you use this and you know someone contacted me the other day and she was like so i'm using this tretinoin that i bought off instagram i'm like okay so that's not through a medic Yes, I bought it on Instagram, but I'm going on holiday to Spain and I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my God, oh my God, this mm. is going to be a disaster. There's not enough education out there about seeing a specialist and how long these active ingredients stay in your skin because they go to the bottom of the dermis. Yeah, but see, this is where I say, like, this, because like the problem is, is we don't have people in the industry that are very public that will stand up and mm -hmm. say go see a specialist because if you think about the people that are in this industry that are at the front of this industry that are seen they're not saying go see a specialist they're saying buy yeah, over the counter yeah, yes. yeah exactly and like they're just worried about their little revenue that they're getting from it so I always say it's down to the therapist when they start it mm -hmm. like training 
put it on your Instagram, put it on your website, mm. what you trained in, all the different yeah. aspects, because it's only going to be you yourself that yeah. will educate others because it's not going to be, it'll never be for the greater good because of revenue and stuff yeah. like that, that other people will be doing it. So we as therapists should be putting out there our qualifications, how long yeah. it took, the degree of yeah. like how much we have to learn, even when they go like skincare training, like they've done all this qualifications and then they're learning more and more yeah. and more mm. with the skincare that they're doing right advertise that put that yeah, out there yeah. because I, I know like my friends don't know how much is involved in the education oh wise right. and they're the people that have been around me for years never mind just people on the street yeah. Yeah. so it is up to us to do it yeah. ourselves I, we, I was teaching a few weeks ago and a student said about um, about obviously they're a specialist they've got the passion they want all the result driven and to do all the right thing and then obviously there's some like rookies that are out there and things but I think every single industry that you go into is going to have their the, the rookies yeah. it's down yeah. to the people that do have a passion that do want to create change that do want to have a voice that they're the only people that are going to change it but also at the same time in terms of your audience I do find as a um, practitioner therapist um, specialists, whatever you are, I think you're also going to attract your own audience, and mm-hmm. this also links back to like there is enough out there. When we there is yes, there's a lot of people that are going into mm. the industry for their own reasons, but I think you're all going to attract your own audience, your own clientele. You could have five clinics open up on a street, yeah. all doing the exact same treatments, but as you go in, like the experience is different, the way that you exactly. deal with your client, the way that your presence, like you're not gonna, I'm not gonna please everybody, you're not gonna please everybody, like. It's always it's really important that as a new per, new therapist into the industry needs to really voice, like you said, how their qualifications, yeah. their experience, where they've come from, but also as well is um, educating the audience on yeah. what they're, yeah. the message they're trying to give yeah. across. Always learning, like, mm. you know, there's always learning. And I learn to this, every day I learn something. And, yeah. you know, we're mm. always learning in the industry. So just because you've got all these qualifications doesn't mean you stop there. Keep reading what's going on. Mm. You know, yeah. listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, these kind of things. Um, so that if someone comes to you for a treatment, but then a n- nice shiny clinic is open next door, even if they're tempted to go next door, they're gonna come back to you because A, your knowledge, but also personality. I say to mm-hmm. everyone, people come to you because they like you. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you're professional, let your personality shine through. Um, and also the whole environment, it's not just the treatment you offer, but it's from the minute they walk through the door. Is the clinic mm-hmm. clean? Is, you know, do, are you friendly? Do you seem like you have it together? Or are you rushed off your feet? All of these kind of things it's a whole journey that the client goes with you so they Mm. need to if they see something positive they won't be tempted by those shiny lights next door and even Mm. if they are they will always come back yeah Yeah, definitely yeah Yeah, you have to have self-belief and yeah yeah Yeah. and i think that's another thing is um with uh, people that come into the industry the reason why i'm talking a lot about people coming into this industry is because you do educate people that come into the industry And it's, I think this is a really nice podcast to get the point across of kind of ed- talking to people that are coming in as well as people that are mm. in it. Um, but I think it's also people come in and want to know everything yeah. and try and overwhelm th- themselves with so much information. But like like you said, I learn something new every day, like listening to all these people. Mm. Even if people come in, if somebody came in right now with acne, 
we're all probably even though we know the science and we know and we do amazing consultations we're all going to potentially recommend in a way different things even though that the end result's still going to be good and it is really important that you can never stop learning Mm. and it's and and what like what we've said it's like the core base is so important to understand that and then build build on it yeah and then like you said and then understand your personalities for people um like go and have if even people that have been in the industry for 20 25 years who are quite like stuck in their ways go and have treatments done go and see what's out there on the market try all these new things because it's constantly evolving and it's allowing you to know what you want to bring into the your business or what you don't want to bring into it yeah. But, and there's so many avenues to take. Like that's what I loved when I initially made the call to skin philosophy training was that it was like the value was there because it wasn't like I was rushed off the phone and you know moved on. It was a conversation. I wasn't just spoken to about the course that I would do and what that would entail and what my theory and my practical training would be. But the lady um, was even talking to me about sort of like insurance and all of these things that I didn't know or you know the industry might become more regulated so the advanced skin science course we might eventually have level fours in radio frequency and chemical peeling and stuff you will then need to advance your knowledge then so being able to enter an industry and then know that you have the support to help is really important along the way and you get that from your education providers from your product providers all of these kind of things and if you don't you should be yeah. yeah, that's a big thing because like, you know, having like the clinic and stuff like that, you automatically assume you're by yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if 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 you feel you should be turning around and asking people, you know, help me because yeah. and if if your suppliers are doing a runner, the major that there's there's issues. We saw that in the lockdown. I've seen that quite a lot because I'm constantly talking to clinics and and practitioners who are in the industry who have been through the pandemic that's the biggest thing that we noticed is that after the pandemic everything went online which is great but also there's only so much learning you can do online Mm -hmm. by being engaged and b if you're not seeing your sales rep or your educator it's not you need to see them you need to interact with them because so much more gets uncovered yeah yeah. So what's your favorite skincare ingredient product from DB at the moment? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So retinol is a huge thing, yeah. but the biggest problem I think in the UK is dehydration. Yes. And the skin mm-hmm. being dry and not being able to tolerate retinol. Yeah. My favorite product is called the Prodigio C40 serum, which is pure retinol with hyaluronic acid and vitamin C. And it's titrated, so it drip feeds into the skin. So you don't get the peeling instantly. It yeah. takes eight weeks, but yeah. you can then take a break before you get to that peeling stage. Yeah, The results are amazing. Really? My um, pigmentation <laughs> was finally under control. <laughs> and, you know, can, I, know my, I know about the skin. I know how to treat pigmentation, but I know that even if I sit in the deep, dark shadows with SPF 50 re- reapplied every two hours, I'm going to get a shadow in the summer. But it's inflammation. Exactly. It's, you can't stop yeah. heat. No. Because yeah. that's heat. Yeah. Because that's what I figured out years ago. I had like one client and she was like it's something triggered inside me because she was like oh no no I'm like I wear a hijab I'm completely covered I've SPF on I'm I'm in the shade I'm not in the sun pigment is still coming up but she was actually talking about being in India and I was like I was like it's the inflammation it's the heat just heat or stress or your mentality how you are you know Mm -hmm. I'm 
how would you eat all these kind of things? It does. It's yeah. that inflammation. Yeah. Yeah, so but that's why I love that product because <laughs> I feel like it also gives super antioxidants into the skin. So for me, that's why I love it. Yeah, retinol is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It's yes. like um, th- what's that they say the only proven ingredient to reduce mm. lines. Yeah. So like yeah. it's huge, huge. Um, yeah. and, and like I do think it's going to be because there's a lot of that. The pharmaceutical, like yeah. the pharmacies. Oh, I'm going to Spain. Do you want me to pick up something in the pharmacy? <laughs> like they go in and they just buy a retinol in there, and I'm like. Do you realise there are different types of retinol? Yeah. They're delivered differently onto the skin. If you put, like like you said, yours is a slow release. If you put a fast release retinol mm. onto your skin, you'll get really irritated and red. Yeah. Also, it won't work because yeah. all it's doing is sitting on your skin. Yeah. It's mm. not actually going anywhere and it's changing the pH of your skin. So, like, you can't just go buy a retinol yeah. from the pharmacy in Spain and bring it home and use it with all random other yeah. products other products that are not clinically proven yeah. so it's literally just going to cause irritation on the surface it cannot penetrate yeah. so mm. this is where we we try yeah. to drum it in all the time <laughs> <laughs> you're sending that message out to <laughs> going physically in there and telling them <laughs> no that is really good so what sort of um, with the devices and things like that mm-hmm. does that go can you buy like can you get them separately or does that go in line with your skin skincare like what is the main ethos of what you are all about and what the branding is about so um db milano it comes under um, and under an umbrella so the company is expert professional the distributor mm-hmm. and within that distribution we have db milano yeah. apg tech and solarium mm-hmm. so db milano is the skincare APG Tech is the devices, so that would be your medical grade radio frequency, or it would be um, needle free mesotherapy, hydrodermabrasion, that kind of thing. Then we also have laser hair removal, and then we have your more sort of surgical devices that are designed for uh, laser lipo solutions, kind of things. Yeah. So we've got that, and then there's Solarium, which is sun care. Sun care, which is uh, broad spectrum, UVA, UVB, but also blue light protecting. Because people think it's just, you know, sunny day or cloudy day. But what about holding your phone all day? Yeah. You know, that's emitting the worst damage to a skin. So that's our that's our company sort of as a whole. So Mm -hmm. we like to we think that it all goes hand in hand. So you can get amazing results with skincare, but you can level up your results with a device and Mm -hmm. you always need some protection. Yeah. Yeah. And also as well as I know because we we nod and you know, we know and everything like that. But for people listening, explain the blue LED oh, from phones yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Okay. okay. So. I was just about to say, <laughs> let's delve into that. So if we look at the skin as a whole, you've got three layers. You've got the epidermis, the dermis, and then the hypodermis. So the epidermis, the very top layer of skin, is the skin that you can see, your stratum corneum. Um, and that is where the sun will hit on a sunny day. So two to 300 nanometers into the skin. It literally just touches the surface and that's why we can get a burn from it. But actually that damage is nothing compared to the light that we can't see, which is UVA, which penetrates between three to four, sometimes 500 nanometers into the dermis. So that's where people were like, "Mm, okay, this is gonna create damage. And actually for years, sunbeds were classed as being good for the skin because it wasn't burning the skin, but now they realize that it actually goes 200 nanometers deeper than UVB. 
But the new kid on the block is infrared rays or blue light, which mm. is you can get it just by walking down the street if there's internet, which everyone has internet. The TV, uh, but our phones, laptops, iPads are the yeah. biggest emission. And they penetrate 500 nanometers into the skin, three times UVB. And that is creating the most damage. I think a lot of schools now, they don't even have yeah. pen and paper, they have iPads. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're like, evolving to be this mass tech really forward advanced people but actually we're actually creating a lot of damage to our bodies mm. so i'm not saying that we should stop using our phones no. <laughs> without <laughs> my phone yeah. but to protect it because yeah. that will stop accelerating yeah. rosacea pigmentation yeah. dehydration yeah. stress that's uh, I think a not enough conversation gets talked about that in not only does it do to your skin but it's but what it does to everything like yeah. like you said like with your eyes this, like sleeping what it does to the brain yeah. everything like that um, but it's really good that you're like that it's being it's starting to be yeah. recognised um, but it is definitely an an aging um, factor which is yeah. playing a huge part which people don't realise that it's doing even things like holding the phone and obviously like and just everything that comes off of yeah, radiation devices. Yeah. just general yeah. radiation and generally yeah. creates inflammation within yeah. our skin which yeah. really affects our skin yeah. like I have so many people that turn around and go oh my mother aged well so I, I, I will too I'm like yeah love go yeah. back to bed yeah. <laughs> my favourite is oh you know my granny used um, olive oil yeah. all her life and she had pe perfect skin I'm like did your grandma have a phone yeah <laughs> computers yeah. stress yeah. environmental damage I could sleep for a big yeah. chunk of my life and it's because I'd be in phone scrolling till late at night yeah. and yeah. I wouldn't say I was like why can't I sleep and the minute I put that phone down and I started reading a book yeah. Yeah. I sleep like a baby yeah. yeah I'm going through that stage at the moment because I was very good with social media um, but because we have to do it and TikTok yeah. like yeah. I'm literally going to sign out of that yeah. account and <laughs> like Lauren's just going to be in charge of it but TikTok's so addictive yeah. and like yeah. so basically the premise behind TikTok was Facebook had already already thought about this they had already Facebook had already thought thought we'll do small little mini clips but they said it's so addictive that it will be bad for people so Facebook mm. actually turned around and decided not to do it and TikTok went ahead and did it and it's so addictive and I'm like and so I pick up the book and then I'm falling asleep yeah and then I put the book down and then I'm like TikTok yeah I'm <laughs> like it's like this vicious cycle for hours yeah. have you done a TikTok yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but not a proper one, not like a hand. Yeah. I actually did that in one of my courses as part of the training because this they weren't engaging and they yeah. were so all about, you know, the TikToks and social media. So you know, we did a TikTok. I was like, at the end of the day, we'll do a TikTok showcasing <laughs> the products. I became one of those people. <laughs> I, I think I think I think we are sliding into it though. We're going it's to have to. Having that yeah, battle no between are we this person? Yes, we yeah. need to be. But yeah. that is also the way that it is going. That is yeah. optimizing all the social platforms, but. Yeah. But relating again, this just goes to show how broad this industry can go because we've gone from talking about skincare to talking about yeah. like how social yeah, how media, yeah, yeah, and like and and that's what's really nice about either working with students or working with clients yeah. or having conversations with other people in the field is that it goes so much more deeper than just the skin. It's just like. The, like like you said, the different avenues that you can mm. go down, the things that you can learn, you can non-stop learning, relating to the body, the science, like it's just, it's crazy what you can do with it. Yeah. You have to be switched on. Your finger is in literally all of the pies. Yeah. So you yeah. really need to know what is 
going on around yeah. you. And then what I always say is that if you don't know, don't be afraid to say, I don't yeah. know, even to your client, I don't know. But mm. I know someone who can help you with this. The worst thing you can do is just go in and do a treatment that you have no training in, no experience. Mm. You don't know the outcome. You don't really understand this person's skin. You're going to get in trouble. Or you pretend yeah. to know. Or you pretend to know. Yeah. You can see straight through that. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, it's so bad. It can go so wrong with it. Like I've seen so many times of where incidents where people just go wrong because they're just like not getting the right mm. advice. And then they're like, oh yeah I, I thought that and it's like you didn't educate yourself properly you didn't mm. make sure you're on the yeah. right courses that you're being like that the that what you were using is the best I see now a lot um, is a lot of people like they're say level 3 qualified and then they're going buying like Dr. Pen mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm like that's absolutely horrific that is so bad for the skin like yeah. it creates so much scarring yeah. and it's 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 really bad and it's like oh well it should be fine because some other therapist some Facebook group said it was fine yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and bleed 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 yeah. bleed actually yeah I was part of that as well I was all about the microneedling <laughs> you know excessively but even now it has become more data that actually you can get better results yeah. at 0.5 yeah. 0.7 yeah. you don't need yeah. to go yeah. up to 1.5 yeah. or or whatever so this is the argument that we sometimes have because like um we're talking about uh aesthetic practitioners and skin specialists and then talking about like doctors and stuff like that and is that the thing is with us is that because we don't have access to everything that they have access to we need to learn so much more mm. to such a deeper level uh, to be able to get to be able to gain that trust and get real results during treatments but then also as well is that we're getting really good results it's so easy if someone comes in for scarring for a doctor to potentially turn around and say right let's do laser resurfacing then on their skin when they when the uh, the all-round factors get forget forgotten on like preparing the skin or it's not necessarily about the stronger treatment it's about people forget that our skin is an organ and it needs and a lot of the reason why people have these concerns is because of um, impaired acid mantle skin barrier defense system already trauma that's been done to it so it's really changing that mindset that yes okay creating these certain reactions in the skin is important but there's absolutely no way that you're going to get those true long-term results if you're not doing if you're not rebuilding the skin yeah. health and yeah. giving it yeah. some love and attention yeah it is hilarious how much they listen to doctors more though yeah. I know it's, it's so funny like but isn't it yeah. funny because most if you go down Harley Street or you know where all the clinics are or whatever the doctor led clinics they're recommending less and less yeah. the downtime treatments yeah. a, most people don't want to have downtime nowadays mm-hmm. but less and less they're recommending the extreme downtime treatments and they're selling cosmeceuticals over prescriptive treatments because mm-hmm. also the compl- you can't control your client you don't know they're going to wear SPF every day even if mm-hmm. they buy it and say they will you yeah. don't know they will yeah. so it's almost like they can't keep up so they're still you know so it's Mm. They're yeah. doing the cosmeceutical anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. To, I remember one time. So I was. I had um, the clinic in Dublin in Fitzwilliam Square, and basically I sent my father over to get a mole checked with a the dermatologist mm. friend, and I'd been doing. I think I think I was doing it eleven years by then at that stage, and um, my father came back and he was like, "Anne Louise." lady told me she should be wearing an SPF every day I need to buy I bought an SPF from them I'm like see that chef that's full of SPFs 
<laughs> See that? I've been telling you and my mother for years. <laughs> but the doctor said it. So like it's it's a completely like it's a different aspect or avenue and yeah. it's a certain responsibility they have to be given out. But also as well is it's like amazing the knowledge we have to learn yeah. mm-hmm. to be like be able to give out that knowledge. But it's not seen as much. But it is being more seen now. Like yeah. a skin yeah. specialist is way more respected now as yeah. in, you know, knowledge of acne, rosacea, yeah. pigmentation, that sort of stuff. So it is developing. It's on the way to being regulated so that we yeah. get recognised for the qualifications we, we have. Yeah. Because, you know, like the boss babes or botched or things like that. It is scary to see how much... Yeah. there is out there that is actually they don't follow the rules like us that are so mm. strict yeah. about being you know being careful and cautious yeah. and yeah. you know we've probably learned that the hard way I've had complications before I've gone oh my god I yeah. know now <laughs> and everyone's yeah. skin is different yeah. so you have like yeah. you learn you, they might this person will have acne and so will this person but they're two totally different types of acne yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I made a big big mistake because I've um, you know it's it's the checking are you you definitely didn't use retinol in the last 24 <laughs> yeah. hours yeah that's a huge one because I had one client and you just suddenly leave like her frost and I was like <laughs> it's a glycolic 20% why is she frosted <laughs> and you're just oh I, I was like okay so from now on I'm going to ask you three times yeah. you definitely didn't use it yeah. retinol last night mm. and it's like all those things of being careful of learning from of educating ourselves that's really important yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. So. This kind of goes into really like we want to keep it real. The fact that like every single person that goes into this industry is going to have some form of adverse reaction. Yeah. Someone's going to do something which was not meant to be done. Yeah. But I think this is where it's really important, where it is you have the correct education, mm-hmm. you have the passion, you have the signatures, you have the before pictures, you get the after pictures, you explain in the consent forms what could potentially yeah. happen. And like this is um and um because then and building up the relationship with the client because obviously yeah. if this does happen then you've got a lot more to protect yourself. But also, when somebody has an adverse reaction, it can potentially feel like quite a lonely place. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, you either are self-employed, or it's scary, Mm. or you then have to answer to your managers or your bosses and things like that. Obviously, they're trying to protect the business. um, But I do think that it's important that you try and do what you can. It's been dealt with in the right way, the ongoing aftercare, and that it just doesn't happen again. Like, it's just... I think definitely what you said, like, watch your back, like, get all your paperwork signed. Make sure that this is... And if you forget a signature in one consultation or in one treatment, Mm. you know, whether you or the receptionist or whoever else in your team spots that, put a big post-it note on Mm. that form Mm. so that next time they come in, they sign it. Um, If you do have a complication, you know, be supportive, look after that client, guide them, try mm. to find a solution. Don't just leave them and panic and yeah. and yeah. things like that. Be proactive about it. I think that's... And take a picture before they leave. Take a picture before yeah. they leave. That's like 100%. And like mm-hmm. the thing is, is it is that support them because they're freaking out. And then it might be something where you're like, you're grand, it'd be fine. Mm, yeah. Do you know, it's only a little bit red. But that's not... That's it's their emotions. You have to support it. It's like give them a call, give them a text. Yeah. Just say yeah. you're right. Don't worry. Just yeah. cooling, compress. Yeah. You be yeah. fine. You know. Yeah. But like be there for that yeah. person instead yeah. of like ghosting. Yeah. I think people are afraid to take accountability, but that makes yeah. it so much worse. Because if you go right, okay, this is what's happened. Let's fix it. Even an apology goes a long way. Yeah. 
You know, it takes yeah. one, I always say, it takes one bad review. And if you aren't consistent and caring, you will get that bad review. But mm. even if something goes wrong and you can repair it, if you're consistently yeah. there, yeah. Um, you're yeah. less likely to get yeah. that review. Yeah. Mm. I think that's important that if you do have some form of adverse reaction or anything like that, or complaint or bad review yeah. or whatever, that you can, in a way, like, lie in bed at night knowing I've done what I could. Yeah. So it's kind of, so you mean well. Like, we were. I was not there to try and cause any damage to that person at all. I knew that I followed up. I knew that I took pictures. Yeah. I knew that I got signatures. I think it's also a really good thing that when they come in for their next appointment, specifically for things like laser hair removal or, or when people are having courses of treatments, is ask them how they feel like their last treatment yeah. went because they don't they tend to find that if some of them if something was to potentially happen then like you you can also have the backup of like you said that you were getting results you said that you yeah. were using this you said that you haven't been in the sun but i also think as well um with um yeah, just basically just back it back yeah. itself up. And getting a full picture, you know, what are you using? Have you introduced anything new? Is there mm. anything you'd like to focus on in this mm. treatment? That mm. goes a long way because yeah. then you know, actually, my goal might be that really, really big growing rosacea on the cheeks, mm. but their goal is this little bit of pigmentation on the side mm. of the face. So if I can spend a course of six working on treating the rosacea, they won't be impressed and then no. I'm not going to make my customer happy yeah. because all they care about is the pigmentation. And if the issued in it wasn't in their head at the start if you get rid of it it's still not going to be in their head yeah. Yeah. you've just given them a complex yeah. because you're treating something that that's <laughs> like not to them not there yeah. so it is it's important like adapting to every treatment talking with each client mm. and recording everything record yeah. everything it's long-winded but you yeah. gotta yeah. do it yeah i personally think as well that the treatments are becoming it like it's becoming less now of um, going in and just like that facial's for that person, that facial's for that, yeah. that person. Like anyone that comes to see me now for their skin, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do to you next time because yeah. I need you to come in. I need to know what mood you're in. I need yeah. to know what's going on in your life. Exactly. I need to know what's going on. I need to see what you've done, where you've been. Like, so I yeah. don't even know what you're having next time you come in. Yeah. And like, we'll 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 have a look at what your concerns are. And I think it's very important to. to be adaptable and have this knowledge mm. of understanding science and the skin and stuff changing your views now is not so much about the products and the brand it's about yeah. it's about the science and the ingredients and what we need to create to create that change exactly yeah. um so with db milano the the brand that i'm working for um we do have a course structure and yeah. i was like oh no not another course structure you have to do <laughs> the same thing over and over um for every skin type but we do a course of five, but we've got 12 different lines. Yeah. So every treatment, you will decide what will be your next treatment yeah. by talking to your client. It's all based on how was your last treatment? What's your skin like today? Tell me what you've noticed. How are the products you're using? So those are like the key questions. And we also ask what you love about your skin. You know, people, mm. it's not just about what's bad and we can improve, but what you love, let's build that confidence. Yeah. Yeah, so you good. choose one from 12 treatments. And on top of that, you can bespoke that treatment as well. So yeah. you might cherry pick from you. You're not rigid to, you know, you have to do this treatment. on And, and then when you mm. finish that course, we're moving on to something else. And see, the thing is, is when you, layer it and you do choose different technologies it also means that you're unique yeah. like I know like from the clinic people would always go oh you know someone did this and I don't know what it was but she did loads of this and it was great other clinics couldn't compete with of that course, yeah. other therapists couldn't compete because 
they you were just making the client look great feel great and you were adapting the treatment to them mm. and I do think that layering of different technologies is huge and it's still yet to grow because it's yeah. still quite new mm. because even though we were doing it like 2016 it's still a lot of people are like oh I can't mix that with that yeah. or like, you know it's it, it's people are very scared of layering it comes down mm. to education again yeah. though you're not being mm. you know you're using salicylics and glycolics great but yeah. do you know how they work with other products yeah what it does so from an education point of view being able to do that so I always say go advance it even if you've been in the industry so many years do some more courses because it will only benefit you yeah and I do also think as well for the people that are coming into the industry is you can create amazing changes not having also access to everything like get yourself a good skincare range a good chemical pill range needling yeah. and like the results you yeah. can get just from that is just yeah. like you yeah, don't start off with that build yeah. and grow yeah, yeah exactly yeah. cool thank you so yeah. much for that that thank was packed thank you so much yeah Why and it was lovely to have you on and um, yeah. we're going to yeah leave it at that thank, cool. you so thank, thank you so much thank you so much